Yeah, doing that half-hour episode earlier felt so empty. How could I possibly get all my ideas out in a half-hour? How could I possibly go on insane, unrelated tangents in just a half-hour? How could I retell the same stories and make the same points over and over again in only a half hour. So of course I'm doing another one tonight. Maybe this one will be a half hour too. It's almost like it's 2017. Can't believe that I used to keep these to about a half hour. It doesn't feel complete now when I do that. But anyway, to the point, I was on a walk earlier and I walked through downtown Olympia and there's a sports bar downtown. It's, it's a place where I used to go it was a place when I drank that I would go once in a blue moon because you wouldn't see anybody you knew. You didn't know anybody there. It was a place where you could just go and hang out with people in a completely different setting. And, you know, I like sports. I don't mind sports bars. But that said, of course, sports bars are generic. They're, they cater to middle-aged people and just very normal people, which is the appeal of them, but it's also why they're kind of maddening, too, in their own way. Like... If you've ever just hung out at a sports bar all the time, it does suck. I tried it, but it just I was never able to actually get into it despite having something in common with people there and everything. It's just it's a different type of person. But this place I used to go there once in a while. I used to work right next door to it too. But I was walking by it and they were having some sort of tent event. What I would call a tent event where there was a tent back in the patio. I don't know if they were going to have live music. Oh, dude, is there live music here? Is there live local music? I love live local music. If they were going to have music, you can bet that it would be like the most abominable, not to be confused with abdominal, bar rock band. An abdominal, they probably are an abdominal bar rock band. Like when you think about their... Uh, their physical, <laughs> you, you think about like the, the physique of the members of that bar rock band that may or may not have played at this sports bar tonight in this tent event. They probably were very abdominal as well as abominable. But whatever the event was, I mean, it's just the idea is like we got it. The, the bar already has a patio, but today we got a tent. And that means stuff's going on under the tent. But what blew my mind is there was a line out the door wrapped all the way around the block. It went around the corner and it was growing. I watched it grow just walking by. And it was like a lot of subpar MILFs and just kind of like, you know, middle-aged dads. And there's nothing wrong with a subpar MILF. I just want to make it clear that these weren't the sort of Older women that you walk by and you just, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They were wearing like white capris, not too tight fitting, but just kind of like slightly loose white capris with like a peach or pink blouse, a colorful blouse, frosted hair. Distinctly, there's that distinctly mom colored hair, that frosted mom hair. I don't feel like you see it quite as much, but maybe because I'm not around subpar MILFs who go to sports bars and are willing to wait in an extremely long line to go to a tent event. And what got me about it is I was thinking, I was like, right now is like when we are being told and allowed to integrate back into society again. 
people are allowed to act like society is relatively normal right now and you can do most things. And it just blew my mind that like these people were willing to spend their time tonight just waiting in an extremely long line to get into a you know, uninteresting sports bar for a tent event. But you know what? I can't judge them for that. I can't say what they were doing sucks. Because look what I'm doing. Like, they could turn around and say, oh, you think that we're silly for, uh, you think we're silly for standing in a very long line to get into a sports bar. You think it's silly that we spent the last year waiting to get back into society and now we're spending our time waiting to have an uninteresting night. We're going to wait in line. This is just what I've been waiting. Oh, you know, God, when I when I was locked down, I, I all I wanted to do is just stand in line outside of a sports bar. I can't even get a drink because I'm on the sidewalk. You know, I can't really understand that or relate to their desire to do that, but I can't judge them. And they would probably turn around and be like, oh, you think what we're doing sucks? Well, you went home and you're doing a podcast about us. You're doing a podcast about how we're waiting in line. That sounds worse than waiting in line. And they have a point. These phantom, these subpar phantom MILFs that I'm imagining, who I'm now engaged in a debate with about how to properly spend your time in the sort of post-coronavi summer, I'm now engaged in a phantom debate with phantom milfs. And you know what? That's starting to sound really exciting. That's starting to sound more than subpar. It's starting to sound exciting. But no, it did get me. I was just like, hey, what it reminded me of, this came to my mind immediately, is when you see those videos where it's like someone rescues a cat from a tree and then the cat immediately climbs the tree and gets stuck again. Or somebody rehabilitates a wild animal and there's those videos where they're releasing the wild animal back and back out and uh, like a, a bird of prey immediately scoops it up. Or I've seen ones too where like they rescue an animal from a well and it's this big ordeal. Like the whole village is there. The whole The whole village is rescuing this cat from a well. And they bring the cat out and it's this big triumphant moment and then they let go of it and it runs and like jumps right back down the well. That's kind of what it reminded me of where it's like you were probably living a life pre coronavi that involved a lot of unnecessary waiting, a lot of like going out and hoping for a good night, but really just enduring it. And then you, you get locked down and it's, oh God, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for Coronavite to be over. I'm just, Coronavite is just a waiting game. We just got to wait it out. I didn't see Coronavite as a waiting thing. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm already making myself out to be self-superior enough in this argument with these phantoms. But still, I didn't see it. I was not waiting. You know, I, I just kind of decided, like, whatever I'm going to do needs to be sustainable long term because I don't trust any prediction. I don't trust any plan. So for me, it wasn't even about waiting. It was just like, what can I do that's going to be sustainable? Which is why when people were like, oh, if you go to the grocery store, like, leave your groceries in the garage overnight and then, like, the next day wash your vegetables with soap and water. You know, like, I wasn't going to do any of that. And I apologize for that voice. I didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to make a voice like that. 
I don't want to make that one a regular one. Um, but the voices have just gotten weird. Like the voices on this show, I feel like there's, I guess I, I've made an effort to make them as stupid as possible. Just as stupid as possible, these voices. But, uh, you know, it's that sort of thing where people were telling you to just, they were like, cover your ears. If you go to the grocery store, cover your ears because coronavirus gets in through your ears and your eyeballs and your vegetables. And Batty's looking at me. He knows that's, that's you know, it's a bad voice if Batty wakes up from a sleep and stares. Because, I mean, he doesn't wake up. I'll do all kinds of things and he doesn't wake up. But that woke him up. But it's just that sort of thing. Like, people who were taking these severe precautions, and those people dropped off. You know, you can't sustain that. So for me, like, Coronavi was all about, what can I do that's, you know, hoax or no hoax? I mean, it's the hoax that damaged my lungs, so, I mean, it's a pretty powerful hoax. But still, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you go, hmm, like... uh, Whatever I'm doing now, I want to. I I don't want to feel that it's a burden if I'm still having to do it a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. If they make us do this again, I I, I want to make sure that whatever I do isn't a massive burden on me. And so, with that in mind, it wasn't like I was really waiting for anything to be different. And now that it's allegedly over, I haven't really changed my overall lifestyle very much. In terms of like just what I want to do. So for me, it wasn't really about waiting, but it's like, I know a lot of people were just sitting there and they were like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, because they were saying as much. And then it just blows my mind that as soon as they have the freedom to socialize and go to bars without masks and do what they want, they immediately get in a long line for a tent event, a tent event. Tenement? No, tent event, okay? Um, and yeah, it really reminded me of, yeah, the animal who, you had this, it's like, you were, you know, stuck in this well, and then the second that somebody lets you out, you jump right back in the well, is kind of how I feel. Because, you know, I had that same thought, It was a while back. It was probably the first time I got stuck in traffic. Because there was a period there where I was going out walking and I wasn't driving much. And, you know, the roads were dead. You know, I live in Olympia, so it's like traffic isn't horrendous here to begin with. It's a small city, so traffic isn't horrendous. But I was on the freeway or something, you know, at some point, and I got stuck in traffic again. And I was like, you know what? I wish we would have figured something out to make sure this never happens again. (laughs) With all these people spinning their wheels about politics, this and that, how to save the world, how to cure racism. You know, all these different grandiose ideas that people have, but it's like, I wish that just somebody in a position of influence would have said, hey, now that things aren't moving like they normally do, what can we do to make sure that gridlock traffic never happens again or happens significantly less. You know, I just wish somebody would have, you know, where's Bill Gates when you actually need him, right? Where's Steve Jobs' ghost when you actually need them? Well, we know where, they're, we know where his ghost is. It's a, real, it's a hot place. And I'm not talking about Mexico, I'm not talking about Florida, I'm not talking about the Bahamas. 
Steve Jobs is in a very, very hot place. This also somehow gets no sunlight. This is a riddle. This is a riddle that I'm going to tell girls. If I see a really, if I if I see a good-looking milf waiting in line next time I walk by Charlie's, I'm going to say, "Hey, I like your uh, white capris. I like your I like your white capris." You know what? Here's a riddle. Here's a riddle. Women love riddles. Uh, here's a riddle, baby. Uh, there's a guy, and he created the device that you take pictures with, and he's in a place, and it's very, very hot, but there's no sunshine there, and it's not tropical. There's a lot of people there. Some you know, some he doesn't know. Some uh, I, can't, I forgot who I'm even talking about. Stupid, I'm done with that joke. You all, you all know how that joke was going to end. Telling a random MILF who's decided to spend her hard-earned return to normalcy waiting in line outside of a sports bar, I'm going to tell her a riddle about how Steve Jobs is in a very warm place. I'm not going to give the answer. You thought I was going to give the answer to the riddle? He's in a very hot place, and there's the sun doesn't shine there. And you can't take a plane there unless the plane crashes. The only way you can get to where Steve Jobs' ghost is is if your plane crashes. Anyway, weird, weird uh, little, that was a good joke. I like that joke. That wasn't a stupid joke. That was a good joke. But yeah, you know, just getting stuck in gridlock traffic for the first time, it was just like, yeah, you know, I don't think that, I don't think this is okay. (laughs) And it's kind of like when I saw these people waiting in line, I felt like I was them. I, I think that's what they call empathy. When you deeply understand what someone is feeling. I could feel the crushing boredom of waiting in an incredibly long line to go into a place where you're probably going to be even more bored. But I don't know. I don't know why I have it out for them and their sports bar. It just, it stood out to me. But it, it was the first time I've seen like groups of MILFs. Like I saw like a group of three or four MILFs uh, kind of going in and you could just tell that, you know, they, they weren't dressed. There was nothing scandalous about them, but you could just tell it was MILFs. It was a MILFs night out. Good for them. Seriously. I mean, good for all those people. I mean that. Good for them. If they want to wait in line, you know, good for them. I can't, you know, I can't uh, take that away from them. Because what else are they going to do? Like, what else were these people planning on doing? And I I don't even say this to be mean. I'm not saying this because I think these people suck and they're boring. I love normal people. But it's just like, what else are a bunch of normal middle-aged people going to do? They're already fully formed. They weren't going to have, most of them weren't going to have some epiphany. They weren't going to have some coronavi transformation. Like, they they were doing this before. And I mean, I, I saw this too, like, like, it was a few months ago, I think I might have even mentioned it, where I walked by a restaurant, like right when restaurants reopened again, and I saw this group of like 60-something-year-old yuppie couples, and I have no beef with yuppies. I'm just using that as a, a, 
a pure descriptor. I'm not trashing yuppies. In fact, I find yuppies kind of comfortable, comforting. Comfortable, comforting. Comfortable, comforting. No, but I do. I find there's something kind of comforting about them. While I myself, like, didn't grow up around yuppies in the sense that, like, my parents weren't yuppies, my friends' parents weren't yuppies, I don't have any relatives who are yuppies, I grew up in a town that was filled with yuppies. And as a result, like, there's something kind of comforting about them to me. And so this group of like 60-something-year-old couples, you could tell it was couples' night, and they had a, a couple glasses of wine. The couples had a couple glasses. And as they were leaving this restaurant, they were looking at this newly built condo, and they were just like, oh, I haven't seen that building before. And one of them was like, yeah, have you seen the inside? They're really nice. And I was like, those people didn't miss a beat. That was what immediately came to my head as I walked by them. I was like, they didn't miss a single beat. Right when they have the opportunity, they're back to going, they're at the Oyster House, this restaurant that like burns down every few years and they rebuild it identically. It grows back like an identical fungus to what it was before. And it's, it's a, it's kind of like a landmark, like it's a restaurant that I guess the loggers and fishermen used to eat at. And now it's just kind of an overpriced, like popcorn shrimp joint, seafood joint. I don't even know. It's been years. But it's just, it's like they didn't miss a beat. They're going out to the Oyster House for yuppie couples, aging yuppie couples night. And as they're leaving, they're making glib small talk about the new condos across the street and how they heard that they're nice inside. I was like, and I, I, it's a good thing that those people didn't miss a beat. I know that this sounds really critical of them, but it's, it's a good thing that those people didn't miss a beat. Because if you're that person and you don't go back to like a night out with the other couples at the Oyster House commenting on condos, you're probably dead or you've lost your mind. Same with those people who are waiting in line tonight at the sports bar. All those middle-aged people waiting in line, the MILFs strutting their stuff. Like, if they weren't doing that tonight, they would probably either be dead or crazy. So it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing that that's what they're doing, because what else are they going to do? You know, I, I just what else are they going to do? Like, are they, you expect them to, like, reinvent themselves and, like, hate everything they used to do? So anyway, I just want to make that clear. I want to make that clear. But speaking of overhearing people, I mean, that, that one about the, the condos, I, I heard that months ago. And that was just my initial, the first time I had heard people and just been like, those are the people who didn't miss a beat. And why would they? They're back to what they do. But I, I was walking around tonight and I was down by the marina and there were a lot of couples walking around, young couples. And they were, you can't tell if they're on a first date or a fifth year anniversary. Like, they all seem so awkward. Like, you can't tell if this is, like, a 21-year-old couple on their very first date or if they've been together for five years. You just can't even tell. And, like, because I got over here, you know, I try not to eavesdrop on people, but I have my ears open, and I'm aware. I don't eavesdrop. I just have my ears open, and I'm aware. It's true, though. And I overheard this couple talking, and they were making small talk about a ferry. Like, there was a, a ferry boat parked at the port. Parked at the port. And I just heard the girl, I think the guy said, like, look, there's a ferry there. They were young, probably in their early 20s. But he was like, look, there's a ferry over there or something like that. And she was like, it looks like a, it doesn't look like a passenger ferry. It looks like a cargo ferry. And I was like, what a good, wholesome conversation they're having. 
It doesn't look like a cargo ferry, or it doesn't look like a passenger ferry. It looks like a cargo ferry. That girl knows her fairies. She kind of looked like a fairy, to be honest, but and not an F-A-E-R-I-E, or Y, whatever you choose. So many, There's so much politics to how you spell the word fairy. Fae. The fae. But, uh, no, but there's this conversation, it was like, you know, I take it back, I don't mean, she didn't look like a fairy. She did. But, no, uh, it was just one of those things where I overheard this little conversation, it was cute, I thought, I thought it was really cute. I hope they had, I hope the rest of their night just was wonderful. I hope they didn't wait in any lines. I hope it was both their first date and their fifth anniversary. I hope they transcended time tonight. That's what I hope for that couple. But it was just kind of cute, just like commenting on fairies, like just commenting on your surroundings. And uh, and I also walked by a bar, and there was this group of people out front smoking, and there was this woman who sounded drunk, talking very loudly. She was even like across the street, and cars were driving by, and I could still hear every word she was saying. But right as I turned the corner, I hear... She just had a baby, but her music is still really good, and it still connects with people emotionally. She said it very loudly and dramatically, and and then I made eye contact with her, and you know she was kind of pretty, you know she I, I felt like she had a little bit of something going on, but I looked over at her like because I just wanted to see who was saying this because it was so funny, like whatever she was talking about to walk in and it's like dot dot dot. She just had a baby, but she, her music is still great. And she's she's able to connect with people emotionally. You know, she could have been talking about like a local singer-songwriter who nobody's ever heard of. Or she could have been talking about somebody ultra-famous. I have no idea. I like how ambiguous it was. But what's funny about that, it's kind of like what I've said before about books. Where if a book doesn't actually describe a character very well. Not not very well, but it's like if a book doesn't give you a deep description of what a character looks like, or sometimes even gives you no description, your mind still creates an image of that character, which is the most incredible imaginative thing nobody talks about. Like the fact that you can read a book without any character descriptions, and you will still render them in your mind. They will still look a certain way in your mind. But in that same way, just hearing the story about like this woman who had a baby, but her music is still good and she connects with her fans emotionally. I just, I instantly imagined this girl, like kind of like on that, that cusp between like indie rock, not, not even indie rock, but like indie singer songwriter stuff and like hippiness. That stuff is kind of merged. That stuff's, it's been around, you know, forever, but I, I just imagined, I imagined her in like a, um, a straw hat taking like an artful photo with her new baby. I just, I, you know, I just imagined this woman. All because another woman was just loudly talking about this new mother and her music. But I'm, I'm really getting a kick out of hearing people talk. And there is this awkwardness to it. You know, and it's, it's not even like, I'm not even trying to say like, oh, people's social skills deteriorated during coronavirus. You know, I'm not even trying to say that. I'm just, it's just like, maybe part of it is that I just haven't been around big groups of people who are socializing in a long time. And so like, I'm kind of, you know, that, that element of like overhearing what people actually talk about. Cause like outside of just people that I have to interact with and outside of my friends and people like that, I haven't been in a situation where I'm overhearing people very much until recently. And so I'm, maybe I'm just reminded of what people actually say to each other, but I find it amusing. I just find it really fun, you know? <laughs> And, uh, 
you know, speaking of just like not being around people and like hearing them just gab in groups for the first time in a long time, I was thinking about pheromones, which is might as well be magic to me. They're this thing that everybody talks about and accepts as a reality that impacts the way we interact with each other, but yet we don't actually notice them. Like, like, like you, a, a girl might get a scent of your musk and smell that, and maybe she is actually attracted to it, but she's not thinking, oh, smells like his pheromones, and I like it. You know, she's not thinking that way about it. So it's this subtle, almost magical thing that, yeah, they, they can measure it with the, the scientists know all about it, but, you know, in terms of our practical life, it's not something that we think about. But it's there, and we hear that it impacts the way we interact, especially sexually, romantically. And I was thinking a couple months ago, I was like, or I was thinking this, like, as soon as they lifted the mask mandate a while back on some stores, I was thinking, you know, we've been cut off from that sense. Like, even though you don't think of your nose as vital to your communication with people or your understanding of them. We know pheromones are real. We know that the, the nose is taking in, let's just call it information. In the same way that your eyes are taking in the information of your visual surroundings and your ears are taking in audio, 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 audiophile information, in the same way that your ears are downloading audiophile pornography, no, uh, you know, but in the, in the same way that your senses, they all take in a form of information, And so it's like your nose also allegedly, it allegedly takes in information. And the fact that we were around people for a significant chunk of time, most of our time around people, at least publicly, you are covering up one of your core senses. And what does that do to a person? What does it do to a person to not be sniffing the pheromones of the people around you or to be getting a much more limited intake of those sweet pheromones. Like what does it do to not be exposed to that and then to suddenly be exposed to it again? It's not something that you're going to be aware of. It's not like the lights going back on after your house has lost electricity. But if you pay attention, I'm curious, and I I think that I'm picking up on a little bit of it because I mean, the animal magnetism out there right now has been unreal. It's been unreal. It's a sea and be seen fishbowl. There are girls parading around like peacocks, And they are so happy to have somebody looking at them. Not in a lecherous way. They don't want people leering at them. But you can tell. It's summer. I noticed all the girls who are in their early 20s are going around with these like midriff shirts. Their belly is exposed. They're wearing kind of like baggy jeans or shorts. And then they're wearing these kind of midriff exposed shirts. And they're showing off. And and God bless them. And you, you just get the vibe they're happy about it. You get the vibe that they're like, you know what? Like, I spent an entire year not getting looked at by anybody. Like, maybe if they, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes, yeah, people date, people dated and all this stuff. But it's like, there's people, there's women who spent a year, you know, not being looked at. And I'm not, and I'm not even trying to say like, oh, women, they just want attention. All they want is attention. They like a certain level of attention for sure. Even just like getting their outfits acknowledged. Not even about like showing off their body 
or like giving off some kind of like sexual signal. I'm not even saying that. It's like just being observed. Women have not been observed for a long time. And now they have a chance to be observed publicly again. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not even coming from a point of view of lechery. Not completely. Um, I'm just noticing it. And there's this animal magnetism. Like people looking at people looking at people. And uh, I don't mind it, to be honest. I, I do not mind it. I mean, last weekend was completely insane in that regard, actually. I went for a walk, and I, I came around a corner. I came ac- across this girl walking her dog. Welcome to the Creep Show. Not to be confused with the movie Creep Show, but welcome to what's now the Creep Hour. Creep Hour. Creep Hour. Creep Hour. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the creep power. Creep power? Creep power? Is that one word? Two words? What words at all? What words are they? But uh, I turned this, I came around, I saw this girl in like a billowy, it was like this loose billowy kind of like peach colored dress and she was walking a dog up ahead and then I was on the opposite side of the street but we were going the same way and I walk insanely fast. I walk too fast, actually. And it's not me. That's not a brag. I just I, I walk a little too fast. Sometimes I wish that I could kind of stroll. I wish I could kind of slow down. I just have some sort of urge to just like move as quickly as possible. To the point where I probably look stupid. Like I probably look stupid when I walk because it, I walk so fast. Like, why don't you just run, dude? Um, but no. But so I walk fast. So like I I kind of like even though we were going in the same direction and she was ahead of me, I ended up like getting kind of closer to her. And I, you know, I looked at her and I was in almost disbelief because as I got closer, I started to notice that her dress was incredibly see-through. I could see everything from behind. No pun intended. And she was in very, very minimal underwear. Her underwear was of the minimal variety. She had underwear, but it was of the minimal variety. But you could see it completely. You could see everything. And she seemed like she seemed so free. She was she she was acting like she was naked. You know, she was moving about like she was kind of like dancing almost. She was walking her dog and she was almost dancing like she was like moving her body. You know, she was just really feeling the summer air. And she like reached up and and touched a leaf in this very deliberate happy way. It was cute. Honestly, it was very cute. Like, even though I was a little bit taken aback and and distracted by what I was witnessing and thought I was hallucinating for a second, like, her overall demeanor was very cute because it was like, you could tell she felt naked. And I feel like she had to have known. You know, girls are taking, like, selfies. They're looking in mirrors. They worry about the lighting. They, like, look at themselves from all angles Like, I can't imagine, like, there are some, you know, there are some items, clothing items, where I can see where somebody might not know it's see-through, but this dress, it was so see-through and so blatant, you know, that I just can't imagine that she could have ever looked in a mirror and not been aware, and that's the interesting thing about kind of billowy clothes, like thin material that's kind of billowy and blows in the wind, is it can actually be more revealing than tight-fitting clothing. 
And, and even, you know, not obviously a see-through dress like this is something else entirely. But that's the interesting thing about billowy clothing is the way that it can actually kind of reveal more. Like when I was fat, I remember sometimes I would notice that where it was like if I wore a really baggy shirt, my stomach would almost be more noticeable because it was like stretching the fabric out or carrying out. It would like hug me in weird ways. So naturally it's going it, to... It, it, this dress, it did what we call... Hugging the curves. It hugged the curves. Doing a little uh, what we call uh, hugging the curves. Doing a little hugging the curves. But that's what it was. And I was just taken aback by it. Because like, the only time I've ever seen anything like that in public that I can think of, aside from when I saw the couple having sex behind my house in the woods, not like directly behind my house, but I was on a run. I told that story on an episode here. Because that night I was so shocked that inner prude, like this, this like chubby younger couple having doggy style sex on a boulder behind my house. And they were shocked. Like I, I was sweating so profusely. I couldn't have been sweatier. I truly could not have been sweatier. And I just turned this corner and it was too close to the trail. It was not a good spot for public sex, you know, and, and they didn't seem to get off on the fact that I discovered them. But I, I came around the corner just sweating profusely on my run, and I heard a weird noise, and then I moved a, a couple steps ahead to the clearing, and I just see them. And I didn't, you know, I couldn't see his dicky, thank God. I think God was looking out for me there. Uh, you know, I couldn't see his dicky, but I could see, like, his thighs and his, like, pelvis, you know, which, like, I don't know. I mean, this I've probably seen. I, I don't know. I've seen so few men's like like anywhere that's not covered by like shorts or underwear. I don't even know. I can't even think of another man offhand where I've seen that. Like one time, I was going to the beach here, like the Westport Ocean Shores area, and there was this drunk hobo just standing next to the road, pissing, but he was facing the road, and that was weird. And then like another time on a trail, I came around a corner. And this guy was walking with his friends, but he, like, had hung back so he could take a piss. But he was kind of facing me. So, like, that's two times where I've seen urine coming out of another man's dicky. And God was not looking out for me at that time. Or maybe he was. Maybe that was a test. Like, it was kind of like, you need to go through this. You need to see two men urinating. But, uh, (laughs) you need to see two men urinating. But, uh... Seeing this guy, like, you know, banging his girlfriend in the woods. And they, they had what I would call Netflix bodies. And I, I, I feel like I'm, this is just a mean episode. But they had what I would call Netflix bodies. And I'll leave it at that. And I think that's what disturbed me more than anything. Not that I found it. Because, I mean, I, I, I thought the girl was not unattractive. You know, I like thicker girls. You know, I got to say that, too. I like girls who are thicker. Like, I'm not attracted to skinny girls at all. I like girls who even a little bit chubby, like nothing too much. But I like, you know, a little bit of extra weight, I think is a plus in my book. And so this girl, I found her like somewhat attractive, but still like Netflix bodies didn't want to see her, you know, having sex with her boyfriend. Because I am a prude like that. And I, my immediate thought too, wasn't even about me. It was the fact that a lot of kids use that trail. And that's the path down to the lake. And so I was just kind of like, you know, a kid could have easily turned a corner and saw this Maybe like a little boy would think it's funny and he would have a good story to tell his friends. But it's like 
a parent could be with their kids and walk up on that and now have to explain to their kids like what sex is just I don't know to me it's just not a very conscientious thing to do but when I turned that corner and saw them I just involuntarily said oh shit and they like looked up and they were so scared and shocked which is why I don't think they were getting off on the getting caught aspect they were probably getting they were probably getting off on like being in the outdoors and all that, but they seem genuinely frightened that somebody discovered them. But anyway, you know, the point is, is that, what was the point? The point is, what was the point? Isn't that always the point? I just started launching into like seeing people's dickies, uh, pheromones, couples. I, I should have said to that couple, that I caught having sex and said, is this your first date or your fifth anniversary? I can't tell. <laughs> is this the first time you've had sex or the 500th time? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that sort of thing, though. I mean, uh, but but going back to like, I, oh, yeah, oh, no, I remember why. The girl in the see-through dress, the name of my book. You heard of the girl with the dwagon tattoo. It's the, This is the girl in the see-through dress. The sequel, but the only other time that I've seen anything like that, aside from like seeing these guys pissing and seeing this couple have sex once, the only other time I've seen something comparable to what I saw last weekend was when I first moved to Olympia, I was at the Deschutes River, and I was walking down the the trail alongside the river, and this is a very public park, this is Tumwater Hills Park, so it's not like a a woodsy trail, it's like a a tourist attraction that tons of people are at, and I look down the river, and I see this girl, and she had just taken her pants off, she still has her top on, and she's wearing nothing but like a G-string, a black G-string too, so it's very distinct, And she's starting to wade into the river to get something that she dropped. And her friend is on the side of the river, on the bank, as they call it, the bank, the river bank, holding the girl's pants. And I just see this and I'm just like, what, where did I move? Because I just moved here. And I was like, is, did I move to, uh, I know my, my thought was like, I know that I'm not in the place where Steve Jobs is going to go when he dies. I don't even know if he was dead yet. I don't know what year Steve Jobs died. But it was just funny because I was like, did I just move to the opposite of that place? Did I just move to the place where, I mean, you think about heaven. Is heaven really cool? Is he, does heaven have like a nice cold breeze? Is it freezing? If it's the opposite of hell, it's like this frozen, very cold place, but that's better than the flames, I guess. Um but yeah, no, I, I was like, did I move to heaven? Like, is this just a, just a place where you go to the river and you just see girls? Because, I mean, I'm the kind of guy where, like, I prefer a woman. This is just turning into lechery. But I was talking to my friend Nick last night, and I was just saying, like, because I was, I was, we were kind of talking about this subject, actually. And I was just saying how I prefer a clothed woman. I like a clothed woman. Like, a naked woman, like, sure, it has its time and place. But I'm way more attracted to a woman in clothing that is like just revealing enough. Like just revealing enough, but not too much. Like something that's just perfectly fitting that hugs the curves. That's I would prefer that any day over just seeing a naked woman out in the wild. 
I don't know if I'm alone in that regard, but it's it's just how I feel. I I think that the the whole Adam and Eve thing probably bit me really hard. I think I got bit by that bug really hard because I see a naked woman and I'm like, you know, I'd prefer if there was a leaf covering that. And then like she puts a leaf on, she puts her leaf fashion on and I'm like, perfect, this, oh yeah, no, stupid. Um, but uh, no, I, I do feel that way. So, and then, but I mean, an exception would be like seeing a girl in a G string wading into the river. I'll take that too. That's better than nudity too. I like that. Um, but anyway, enough about, enough about my fantasies. These aren't fantasies. These are realities. These are things that I've seen guys. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just being out though, like seeing this girl in the see-through dress, seeing a lot of girls strutting their stuff. I just became very aware of there's an animal magnetism in the air. Even walking by like bar patios, it seemed like everybody was looking at everybody else. Like I saw couples at these bar patios, restaurant patios, and they just both seemed to be looking in different directions, like looking at other people, you know, like women are looking at other men, men are looking at other women. I don't know how much I buy into the idea of it like this is going to be an age of decadence. You know, I don't know how much I buy into that, that people are just going to, it's going to be an orgy. I hope it's not. I actually hope it's not an orgy. I, I I hope people actually, I don't know. I don't care what people do. I, I don't care. I, I think just for myself, though, it's like, I, I you know, I don't want to walk into an orgy. I don't want to go back to where that couple was having sex and now they have 10 people with them. I don't want to walk in on that. But anyway, you can just feel it in the air that, you know, people, because I mean, there's people who were locked up with a significant other and they got through it. And like a bunch of people I know have just broken up recently for various reasons, not just one reason. And in each case that I know of, it's it hasn't been so that they could see other people or anything like that. I think most people I know just want like a stable relationship at this point. And when I'm seeing these young couples around where I can't tell if it's their first date or their fifth year anniversary, I also get that vibe from them. You know, making small talk about the ferry, whether it's a passenger ferry or a cargo ferry. You know, just little things like that. That's how you build a relationship. That's how you build stability. You talk about the ferry boat. Um, but no, it's just in the air. There's something in the air. And I, I just like the feeling. I enjoy that feeling. I like the fact that people are just scoping each other out, not even sexually, just observing each other, smelling those pheromones, waiting in line. I bet that line was insane to wait in. I bet that line outside the sports bar was insane. I bet the the amount of pheromones, I mean, do old people still produce pheromones? Like, do women over the age of 40, do women even have pheromones? I always forget, like, I think everybody does. But uh, it's one of those things, though, where, like, I bet the pheromones were thick in that line. Maybe I smelled them, and that's why I can't stop talking about it. Maybe I got a scent of those pheromones. Those unholy, pent-up pheromones.
gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children can run free 